Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen of Red Nation, welcome to another episode of Harden My Take, the number one podcast on thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. And even though the offseason is upon us, the Harden My Take podcast is here for all things Rockets 12 months out of the year, just like thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Go check us out over there for all of your Rockets coverage this offseason. And, you know, my buddy Michael Brown could not make it to the show today because he had another business entity. So I brought along Mr. Michael Morey on the podcast today because he has some trades that he wants to share. So Michael Morey. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. I'm glad to be filling in for Michael Brown. Uh, like you have mentioned, my name is Michael Moray, and I am here to present three trades to you and to the rest of Red Nation as to 
what can improve the Rockets roster heading into the 21-22 season? Yes, so this is a new off-season series that we are doing. We are stepping into the Maury seat, and we are providing our takes on what the Rockets should do this off-season. So for this episode, Mike is taking the role of Daryl Morey, and he will present his three trades. The next episode, he'll present three more trades. Then we're going to do a big of a switcheroo. I'll be in the seat presenting my three trades, and then three trades after that. We're just going to see how this goes. Uh, we are, you know, identity theft is not a joke, Jim, but it is here on Harden My Take, Mike. That's so great. That's the first office reference in 58 episodes of Harden My Take, and I'm here for it. Is it really? Yeah. All right. Well, you family suffer every year. Michael, how have I not referenced? How have I not referenced the office once when your name's Michael? I don't know. <laughs> Michael. And we have Dwight. We should just do an episode where we cast the Rockets as the office. Ooh. Stay tuned. Harden my take because we got really good. Okay, but that's enough of that. You're going to have to stay tuned for that episode of uh, the Harden My Take Office. But, Mr. Michael Morey, you have three trades here. I'm going to be playing the role of Red Nation, and I'm just going to question you on on all of this. I'm going to put – you're in the hot seat tonight, so you have to answer to your question. So present trade number one for Red Nation, and let's let's play this out. The Houston Rockets have agreed in principle to trade Eric Gordon to the Indiana Pacers. Sorry, Eric Gordon and a second round draft pick to the Indiana Pacers for Miles Turner. Interesting. So let's take a look at Miles Turner. He is 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Lottery pick from the 2015 NBA draft went to the University of Texas. Hook them horns for those uh, Texas X's listening. And he, you know, if the Rockets were going small ball, Miles Turner is not necessarily your guy. But Mr. Michael Morey, is this a sign that maybe small ball was a thing of a past? I think small ball is dead. Rest in because, because here's here's my thought process is that's just my gut feeling. I, I just, I don't think they're going to go into next season with not one big on the roster. Now, I, I referenced this statement with an incredible piece by, by Jeremy Brenner uh, on Twitter today on Tyson Chandler, um, which everybody should go check out because it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the Rockets need a center on the roster, a viable center that can play minutes for them. Because we've talked about this at, at nauseum over the past few shows, but PJ Tucker, I don't think was as effective in the playoffs because he's playing out of position. And so is Covington. My thought process is in this trade is if, if Indiana wants to do this deal, the Rockets would do this deal in five seconds because it gives them the best of both worlds. Miles Turner can step out, he can shoot a jump shot, he can, he's a good rebounder. I wonder what his rebounding numbers are. Um, if you want to, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. If you want to give your 
initially, you know, it, your thoughts on this on this deal? Well, you know, he he's you know for a seven footer, mm-hmm. he's not known entirely for his rebounding. He he has not averaged more than seven and a half rebounds in a, in one of his five seasons. He's not a particularly volume scorer, although he's pretty good, pretty consistent, uh, over 10 points per game in each of his five seasons with the Pacers. He's he's a serviceable big. He's in my opinion, I think that with the Rockets, it would it would fit because he can also shoot from outside. He's a career 35% three-point shooter. And if you're gonna get a big or a guy that his that's Miles Turner's size, that is one of the guys you'd probably go out and get just because Miles Turner is a serviceable three-point shooter. He's not any worse than anybody that the Rockets are putting on the perimeter now. So I just think that, and, you know, we've got several trades to look at, six from you, six from me. But this first trade that you're getting at, Mike, it makes you think that you're, you aren't as high on small ball as you were when you traded away Clint Capella. For Robert Covington. I'm not as high on it. And the more I saw it, the I think small ball can work. I think the major problem with this roster is they don't have enough P- ideal pieces to make it work. For example, if you're going to go small, you have to have multiple good three-point shooters. How many good three-point shooters did we have on this roster at the end of the year? Russell Westbrook's not a good three-point shooter. No, Austin he's not. Rivers is a decent three-point shooter, but he never shoots enough to have a viable percentage. But uh, is Miles Turner a good three-point shooter? No, but you're giving away some of the three-point shooting for size. And you're, the Rockets need to get some size on this team. Mm-hmm. Like, three-ball – or three-ball – Small ball has a better chance of succeeding with guys like J.J. Redick. Like, J.J. Redick, I've always felt like would be a really good Houston Rocket. He's Will got, J.J. Redick be featured on this series? Yeah. Way to find out. Yeah, he's a, but he's a good three-point shooter. He has good size. Uh, you know, that's the type of guy the Rockets need in order to succeed at small ball. Mm-hmm. I, right now, the easiest way to... Let me put it this way. The Rockets need to acquire a big, and that's why my number one tra- – not number one, but my first trade target would be Miles Turner. So, yeah, I think – I like this deal. Uh, if I'm not, a, I'm not a huge – I'm not super against it. If it happened, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel angry. I wouldn't feel, you know, really like, yeah, we're a contender now. This isn't – a trade that really moves the needle for me, if I'm being totally honest. And and I think it's okay. Like, the Rockets, maybe the move here is a small move. They don't need – like, they went out last – you know, two of the last three summers and made a big move. They went and got all those players to trade for Chris Paul. Last year, they did a very small trade, but a big, big move by getting Westbrook instead of Chris Paul. So that trade – um, you know, it's a small trade, Eric Gordon for Miles Turner. The the salaries match up. Uh, Turner is making he's got three years left in his deal. Eric Gordon's got uh, a year left on his contract, so that might be uh, 
a reason why the Pacers might go in on this trade. I, I like this deal. I, I don't know if Indiana would do it 100%. Um, just because I feel like Eric Gordon is very similar to a lot of the guys that they already have. But if if the Pacers wanted to bite, if they wanted to get another shooter around, um, maybe they'll get like Mike D'Antoni as their guy, and maybe they'll want to trade for Eric Gordon. That's a that's a deal that I think could make sense uh, if the Pacers go in on it. Is that the Mike D'Antoni needs less bigs on his roster? Miles Turner doesn't fit Mike D'Antoni's system. Eric Gordon does. And he could be a nice fit next to Brogdon and Oladipo. So that is, if I'm Indiana, that is probably why I would take this deal. Although that's like the only reason why I would take this deal. I'm not entirely convinced that they would take it. But it is something that I would uh, call Indiana on and at least inquire. uh, Because I do think Miles Turner could help this team out. Uh, Whether or not he's better than Eric Gordon is, is another story. But... I think that this is um, a trade that definitely Red Nation should keep an eye on. Yeah. All right. You ready for my second trade? Numero dos. Numero dos. The Houston Rockets have agreed in principle to a trade with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland. The Rockets have agreed to trade Eric Gordon, Daniel House, and Ben McLemore for Kevin Love. Not Ben McLemore. Yes, Ben McLemore. They're going to guarantee his contract, and they are going to trade him. (laughs) And the the Cavaliers may need to throw an end-of-the-bench type guy like a Kevin Porter who makes a little over a million dollars a year. They won't trade Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter is part of their future. He's pretty good. Yeah, either him or I may take a look at a guy like Alfonso McKinney. Um, if you're the maybe. Rock, maybe just to make the the salary work. I mean, from I'm looking at TradeNBA.com, and it works with without McKinney, and it works with McKinney. Yeah, I mean, if you if as a direct descendant of Daryl Morey, me being Michael Morey, I will. Uh, he's gonna fight for if he's gonna give up McLemore and House. In addition to Gordon, the, the he's going to want another piece. So I, I'm going to say Alfonso McKinney and Kevin Love. And this is a deal that if, if you're getting 75 to 80% of Minnesota Kevin Love, I, I do this deal every day of the week. Because That's Kevin Love, if. he's a game changer. That's a big yeah. if. It's a big if. No, it, it certainly is. I think, I think part of him is not playing up to his potential anymore because he's playing in Cleveland. I, with, I mean, a future of Colin Sexton, nice player. Um, you know, Andre Drummond is, is a good player. And, and that's another reason why if you're the Cavaliers, this could be a really interesting deal for them because you get not one – but two really solid wing players in Daniel House and Eric Gordon to put alongside Colin Sexton, you put Andre Drummond in the middle. That that's a nice little nice little team you got. Plus a top five pick in this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. I think they have what pick do they have? They have the third pick. The the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. 
they they don't have the third pick because that is um, that belongs to Charlotte. Um, but Cleveland has a pretty high pick, I, I believe. They, they 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 should be. They're Cleveland. Uh, they have the number five pick. Yeah, so they have the number five pick. So maybe you know if you do this deal, you look at a guy like uh, they're projected to take the kid from from Israel, Denis Avija. Avija, he's good, man. So there's a guy who's six nine. You could argue you could just plug into Kevin Love spot, and I then mean, you have a, a starting five of Sexton, him. Gordon. I mean, let's be real. Denny Abija is—he's uh, not like Kevin Love. He's very different, you know, style-wise from him. He's more of a wing guy, and Kevin Love is more—I don't know. When I see Kevin Love, I think small ball five, which is why I like this deal for the Rockets because I think that there, there's a lot of reasons why I like this deal for Kevin Love. I think it would make a lot of sense, but I mean, in terms of Abija. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the draft when November comes, when you know it's it's a lot closer. But yeah, let's get back let's get back to the subject. But Cleveland, here. I'm not saying he would replace Kevin Love. What I'm saying is he could slide into that starting power forward spot mm-hmm. and be a different type of replacement for Kevin Love. Right. So be a more of a slash and dash kind of guy. But if you were to trade Kevin Love, you could slide him into that spot. Yeah, Kevin I Love, man, I love. Yeah. I I'm in love with Love. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll say this: the Cavs are definitely. I feel like Kevin Love has no place on the Cavs anymore, and this is there's for a couple of reasons. Number one, like they're the the Cavs are in rebuild mode. There's no there's no question about it. But Kevin Love is clearly not a part of their future either. And he has three years left in his deal. He's making a lot of money for a team that isn't very good. And if Andre Drummond opts into his deal, which I would assume that he does because he's making... So Andre Drummond has a player option for this following season. It's going to pay him $28.7 million dollars. I don't see why Andre Drummond, who has not won a single playoff game in his nearly 10-year career, you know, I, I mean, eight-year, eight to 10-year career, 12, 2012, that's when he started his career, so he's been about eight years, he's never won a playoff game, he's been in the playoffs once, but he got swept. I, I don't see him, be, and especially considering where centers like Andre Drummond are going in this league, he's not going to get more than that in this market, especially given how he performed last season. Like, I mean, the cat, the Detroit got rid of him so that he wouldn't opt into his deal. So I think there's a sense that he's going to opt into this deal, which means he's making $28 million this upcoming season. And then Kevin Love, you add his contract to the mix. That is an extra $28 million. So that's, $55 million on your two bigs that aren't a part of your future. And apparently there's some beef between Kevin Love and the Cavs or something like that. Because there was, I think there was like a post uh, on Twitter and it was like, happy birthday, Kevin Love. It was maybe from like the league or something. And Larry Nance tweeted, uh, no, 
Like, he's like, no, I'm not wishing him a happy birthday, which that could, look, I might have completely misread the context of that, but it could have easily just been, like, a, a funny joke. But I don't know. I mean, that still doesn't change the fact that Kevin Love has no place in the Cavs really anymore. Is that not the most 2020 statement ever? No. Somebody <laughs> wish somebody a happy birthday on Twitter and that pissed him off? No. <laughs> uh, just, I'm at... Hashtag Uh, Okay, so it looks like he was just having a little bit of fun with Kevin Love. Um, So that's good, because I don't want Larry Nance and uh, and Kevin Love to have beef. But this is is an optimal move for the Rockets, because it essentially lines up with the window of Russell Westbrook and James Harden in peak prime of those two. So if it doesn't work in the next couple years, then all of their money could potentially be coming off the books in the next three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me, for, for the listeners listening to this, let me preface this by saying, I'm not going to include any trade involving Russell Westbrook because the Rockets are not moving Russell Westbrook. So I'm not even going to get into that conversation. I'm going to have viable trades that the team is going to make and make sense for the Rockets. Yeah. So what, what I'll do does not make sense. I know some of our listeners listen to other Rockets podcasts, and I feel like I would be um, remiss to not at least mention this. So Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked On Rockets. Sure. Um, Great follow on Twitter, by the way. He also um, threw down a Kevin Love trade, a trade for Kevin Love to come to the Rockets. So this is the trade that he proposed. And he has Kevin Love to Houston. Eric Gordon and Daniel House to Minnesota. Minnesota getting involved again with Kevin Love. And then the Cavs get James Johnson, a 2020 second-round pick from the Wolves, a 2022 second-round pick from the Wolves, and then Austin Rivers. Which I think Austin Rivers on that Minnesota team would be very interesting, but I'd much rather have him here in Houston. Historically black. So, but that that's the trade that he suggested. A little bit more complex than the trade that you provided, Mike. But I think that Kevin Love here, it it almost makes too much sense to happen. Yeah, and and like I said before, Jackson Gallant, great follow on Twitter. Um, It's basically the same deal. I mean, he's thrown in a couple extra pieces. Uh, In order to make that deal work, you know, Minnesota's going to have to sign Rivers uh, to a to a deal. I wonder what kind of money Austin Rivers is going to get this offseason. Might like get more money from Minnesota than other teams. Uh, yeah. Although he's going to be in a very similar spot that he was with the Rockets with D'Angelo Russell there. So he's going to be playing. I mean, he's going to be coming off the bench. Um, interestingly, is Tyus Jones still? He's with, he's with the Grizzlies. Sorry, you're right. For some reason, I thought he was there. Yeah, I mean, I could see him signing like a three-year, $20 million deal with mm-hmm. Minnesota. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so that would be a good pickup for them. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Love to the Rockets makes a lot of sense. He's been linked to the team before. He'd be a really good fit. You know, I, the, I think he would be great in the pick-and-roll game with Harden. Uh, great rebounder. Always has been a great rebounder. Always will be a great rebounder. So... Yeah, Kevin Love to the Rockets. I, I would love to see that move happen. And look, talk about the way that 
the Rockets brought James Harden in uh, into his idea to build more chemistry amongst the team. Who's really good friends with West- Russell Westbrook? Who played with him in college? Yeah, Kevin that's Love. a great point by you. I didn't even think about that. They went to UCLA together. They, yeah, they were a Final Four team together, and they were with Luke Bamute. Dude, we're bringing the band back together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kevin Love makes a lot of sense for this team. Rockets 2020 legend, Luke Bob. <laughs> yes. Just call this team the Houston Bruins at this point. But uh, honestly, with Kevin Love, it, it just makes a lot of sense. He plays a lot taller than he is at 6'8". He can also shoot a three. I am a little concerned, though, that we are getting the... We're not getting the full Kevin Love that we could have gotten had we traded for him a couple of years ago. We're not getting that Minnesota Kevin Love. We're not getting the early Cleveland Kevin Love. We're getting 32-year-old Kevin Love, and he needs... But the thing is about Kevin Love and why I like him, another reason is because he's played in the finals before. He's won a championship before. He's got tons of finals. Like, he's been to the finals. He's been there. He knows what it takes to get there. That's why I think this move would make sense. And I'd be willing to part ways with Eric Gordon uh, to get this done. I don't know if I would trade Ben McLemore. Honestly, between if I have to choose between your trade and Jackson Gatlin's trade, sorry, Mike, I have to go with Jackson Gatlin, only because I like the idea of keeping Ben McLemore. Um, if we can find a way to get Kevin Love without giving up Ben McLemore, I'm, I'm all for it because with Alphonso McKinney, that is part of this deal, so I will, I will bring it up. Obviously, the main piece of this deal is Kevin Love, but I do think Alphonso McKinney, if he were to come in this deal that you've created for us, Mr. Michael Mori, that he would play some. And the thing is, he was abysmal from the three-point line this past season. Shot 21%. From the three-point line. And I don't... And that's very strange because in Golden State, he shot 35%. So, I mean, he is capable of shooting the three ball. He did it in Golden State. But he would need to shoot that more if he were to be part of the Rockets rotation. And I would assume that he would take on a role similar to that of Ben McLemore and what he did this season. If, if Ben McLemore is in this trade, that's who he would be replacing and that's who he would be like him and David Nawaba would kind of be playing by committee that role that Daniel House and Ben McLemore have vacated by making this deal. So for me, I'm okay if McKinney's in the deal as long as we get the three point um, production from McKinney that we would have gotten from Ben McLemore. Well, don't forget. Well, let me back up. I'm gonna, we're doing this deal, including Ben McLemore, with the understanding that we're going to bring back Rockets legend Gerald Green back for next That's season. True. Um, so as long as they get Gerald Green back, I'm good. They have Damon Nuaba. I'm okay letting Ben McLemore walk with those contingencies in place. Okay, that's fair, Mr. Mori. But get to your let's get to your third and final trade that we will discuss on today's podcast. So this trade comes with the preamble that this team does not sign Mike D'Antoni as their 
next head coach, uh, which he's being linked to them as being the front runner currently. Mm-hmm. The Houston Rockets have agreed to acquire center Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers for Eric Gordon, Daniel House, and Bruno Caboco. I assume there's there's also picks in this, right? Uh the Rockets will include a second rounder or two second rounders. And the Bruno Caboco thing, he'll have to be re-signed by the Sixers. But I assume they'll make all of those things work. You know what? I take that back. It won't be Caboco. It'll be Chris Clements. So Because he already has his contract done. So Chris Clements, Daniel House, Eric Gordon, and a second round pick for Joel Embiid. Boy, did you just fleece Elton Brand. Thank you. I mean, really? I think done. I think I think they're done with Embiid. I don't think so. They have. I think for them, with I think they'd rather have Horford at the center. I don't see why. Because I think they have two. Because Horford and Embiid doesn't work. It didn't work. So when, why not trade Horford? Because I think. I think Embiid obviously has more value. I mean, $28 million for Al Horford over the next four years. Who's going to trade for Al Horford's contract? Honestly, but I don't see why you would trade Joel Embiid, though. Because I think they're done with Embiid. I think they're tired of his his antics. <laughs> and let me say this. Let me preface this by saying I would take Horford or Embiid for that, for that deal. I'd, I'd give them that same trade package. Well, if they, would, if they would take all this for Horford, then there's – look, if they get – Embiid's value is just way more than this. They can't afford Embiid. But their roster doesn't work currently constructed. But they – I mean, look. At this and if they point, sign – like Tony Michael O'Brien because you're acting like Bill O'Brien over here. No. I mean, if you're – I guess I guess in this case you would be – the Sixers GM, Elton Brand. So you call him Elton O'Brien because this, I mean, look, in theory, in theory, I like the idea of getting Joel Embiid. I just don't think it's possible. I don't know, man. I Look, this is, for me, the idea of getting Embiid, I love. I, I mean, I love the way he plays the game. I'm looking at Philadelphia, and it all depends on their head coach. If they sign yes. Tony, he didn't want to play with one big here. What makes you think he's going to want to play with two bigs in Philly? I do agree with you. I do think that either one of Embiid or Horford will not be wearing Sixers. They will not be with the Sixers next season. I just think it's way more likely that it's Embiid than Horford. I think it's likely, but I'm saying, oh, man. Okay, let me revise this. Let me revise it for the sake of the conversation. Gordon, House, McLemore, and two second-round picks for Al Horford. Okay, so let's see if this works. I'm using this handy-dandy trade machine here. Uh but all right, so Macklemore, House, Gordon, two seconds yeah. for Al Horford. 
Now, honestly, with Al Horford, the trade the trade does work. Um, now, with Al Horford coming here, I just I do think that signing with Philadelphia was a very strange idea for him because in Boston he played such a different role, yep. and he was the center for that team, and that's why he was successful with them. He played that small ball five. He and he was effective in that role. In Philadelphia, it wasn't the case. And honestly, what happened with Philly is he just never found a spot for him. And because they were – because Simmons was coming in and out of the lineup, especially at the end, they had to kind of nudge him in there. And Philly didn't work like that. That that team does not operate like that. It's It's hard for any team to operate like that, to be honest. And I think that kind of shows where the game is going is Horford is a small ball five. Embiid is a small ball five or he's just a five period. Uh, So for me, that's where Al Horford, like Al Horford is going to be one of the hot names to come out of this uh, off season for trading. And I do think he's going to be desirable in plenty of different locations because his value is probably lower than it's ever been. Like, we look at Al Horford's contract, and he got a a boatload of money from the Sixers four years, $109 million last year. Do you think if he was a free agent after the season he just had that he'd be making anywhere close to that? No, No. uh, probably more like four for $64 million. Yeah, like, like that's about 60% of what what he got. So that shows regression. So Al Horford's value is as high as it Al Horford's value is as low as it's ever been, which means the interest for him will be higher than it usually is. And hey, three role players for Al Horford sounds good to me. And a couple of draft picks. I just don't know if Al Horford is I'm curious to see how he would fit with the Rockets. I think that he'd be – look, if we get Boston on Horford, down. It's similar with Kevin Love. If we get early Cleveland Kevin Love, we get Minnesota healthy Kevin Love, I'm down. But there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Al Horford is turning 35 next June. And there's no guarantee that he is – going to be the kind of player that he was, the five-time All-Star. So, to me, that that is obviously a risk, a gamble that you have to make. And, Michael Morey, you are very much the gambling man. You've done it in 2015 with Ty Lawson. You did it in 2017 with Chris Paul. You did it in 2019 with Russell Westbrook. That's why it wouldn't surprise me in 2020 if you're able to pull off another one because that is what you've done over your career. And this team that the Rockets have constructed, I would say this is this is the last shot. I think this is it. This is the last year you got to give them before you blow it up because James Harden's not getting any younger. Russell Westbrook's not getting any younger. And whichever guy you bring in isn't getting any younger either. Same with P.J. Tucker. So 
your team's getting older, that window is shrinking, and you have to make a big move if you want to stay with the big fish in the Western Conference. You've got you've got LA to fight against the uh, both LA teams. Denver, you got to f- play. You know, Portland should be better next year. Golden State will be back in the mix next year. Uh, Dallas should be a pretty tough out next year. That's six teams already. And not to say that all six of those teams are better than the Rockets. The Rockets will probably wedge themselves in there somewhere. But there's no guarantee you're getting out of the first round next year. No. And at this point in his career, you know who Al Horford, his game reminds me of? Is a lot like Luis Scola. And Luis Scola with more of an outside shot, yes. More of an outside shot, but they're they're just they're silky. You know, Scola's game, it, it's not that it got necessarily so much better as he got older, but his game translated well to him getting older. He aged well, like fine wine. Al, Al Horford to me, I think is going to be this similar type of guy that he would be now of the three guys that I've mentioned because we're we're gonna act like we didn't even talk about Embiid mm-hmm. between Turner, Horford, and Love. Horford's probably my number two pick of those three. It would be Love, Horford, Turner. Horford to me though, I, I like his game a lot. I think he's tough. I think he gives a sense of. I, you're not going to push me around type of guy. Um, and I think Philadelphia is going to be looking to move him, especially if they hire D'Antoni. Now, the question is going to be is if they do sign D'Antoni, is he going to be willing to, you know, approve a type of trade, you know, to the Rockets? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. But Al Horford does make a lot of sense for the Rockets. Because I do think that they are going to use Eric Gordon to acquire a big. I just don't know which big it is yet. We may be thinking too grand here. Maybe it's simple. Maybe it's a, you know, I, I don't know. You know, maybe a guy like Kyle O'Quinn, who I've always liked. Maybe a guy like Dwayne Dedman. Maybe that's the type of center this team needs. I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I do think that they are going to use Eric Gordon to acquire some big either a power forward or a center in some sort of capacity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to explore these trades throughout the next couple of episodes with you, Mr. Maury. Thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. You're very welcome, sir. It was a pleasure to be on with you. Absolutely. This is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Harden My Take. Be sure to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single episode of Harden My Take, the number one podcast on the dreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. We'll be coming to you Mondays and Thursdays throughout the offseason. And be sure to also head to the dreamshake.com for all of our Rockets coverage throughout this offseason. And be sure to follow my co-pilot, Mr. My- Mr. Michael Mori, on Twitter at UH Big Red Hat Guy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode. Until next time, go Rockets. <laughs>